Hello there, gentle people, and welcome to the It's Not Always Dark podcast, starring me, your host, Kieran. And me, Erin. Uh, we're both hosts. I'm not the only host. I don't know why I decided to announce myself as the host, but it's, a, it's a double act. She's a, she's a co-host. You could never be downgraded in my eyes, <laughs> darling. You could only go up from the top. Oh, Isn't that what they say? <laughs> you can only go up further from the top when you're at the top. I mean, some would say that you can only go down once you're at the top. So, like, we're gonna just, we're happily bop into the top. <laughs> we're just, yeah, we're gonna bop, bop. Oh, wait, copyright. <laughs> As if we're that important. <laughs> Very that part. No, we are, though. Did you not oh, yeah. hear the cease and desist Disney sent us for just humming one of their bars of music last episode? True. <laughs> anyway. Facts. So, welcome. Today, we are going over... A topic I would say quite near and dear to our souls. Uh, I'm very childhood. excited about this. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm very excited about it too. I think that childhood, just when I look at it as a whole, I think, wow, what a time to be alive. <laughs> Honestly, I think we all need a bit more of that. Especially now that we're back in lockdown. Oh, 100%. Aren't we just loving this? Um, this this uh, isolation from the world? Because I'm finding it great. I think I'm actually just reverting. Like, I'm actually reaccessing childhood. Do you know what? That could be a benefit of this, though. Spending a lot of time just by yourself is giving you a lot of opportunity to reminisce and catch up on the things that you maybe didn't have. Yeah, it's like the plot of Mary Poppins. Like, I've been Mr. Banks this whole time. Okay. Like, I've been yes. too... I had my head too far in the game. I was too focused yeah. on... On money, on <laughs> on the on, on the bands, <laughs> and then all I really needed was like some like inner child within me to be like, let's go fly a kite, and then um, I haven't done that, but I've um. I mean, I, a I lot think more sweets. So I, I, <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel like uh, what I just took from what you said is that we need to go and fly a kite. We should make some. We should try and do that out of like newspaper. Kind. I don't know how that oh, how well it's going to like fare I, yeah, against the Scottish weather. I don't think it will fare at mid all. Mid to late November, but it'll be fine. <laughs> so, where do we like want to start on this? I want to. I'll be honest. I'm kind of. Uh, I was going to say impartial, but I'm pretty sure that's not what I mean at all. I'm very biased. <laughs> <laughs> I that's the complete to... op- Well, not opposite, but like. Is, what Im- is? Impartiality is not ba- having a bias. It's so. completely not what you meant. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you just love saying words in English and realizing, oh, that's not the word I meant at all. Complete other like side of it. Speaking without saying. Yeah. Wait, what? No, speaking without, we're speaking thinking. without thinking. Wow. Oh, we're off from a great I... start here. Welcome <laughs> to the It's Not Always Dark podcast, where things make sense. <laughs> so, brat stalls, they oh. define me. Honest to God. I, I would not that. be the person I am today without having owned... I want to make a ballpark estimate and say I at least in my lifetime have owned over 200 Bratz dolls. Stop. I think I maybe had like three. <laughs> you're, you're like, I, I got a couple. Um, no, I, I, you, the thing was though is that a lot of them ended up... Uh, I mean, if like the Bratz investigation team are listening to this, <laughs> um, they went to a farm far away. <laughs> but <laughs> quite honestly, um, I would get on like the trampoline with my Bratz and their necks were, they were plastic. So mm-hmm. if, if they landed wrong, 
<laughs> this really like you're giving me the boy from Toy Story vibes. <laughs> where like you're like mutating. I'm like the Sid. Sid. <laughs> You just had this like really creepy room full of like <laughs> doll heads. Yeah. No, I swear to God, I wasn't creepy about it. I was always so heartbroken when one of them like passed. <laughs> I remember specifically one of the ones that triggered me as a child was um, Bratz Rock Angels. I had a Jade doll. I loved her so much, and I only had her for like a day. Because my mum, like, she she came, like, back from the shops. Like, I remember being called on the house phone and she was asking me which one I wanted. And I was like, Jade. Jade was oh. always the pick for me. I, oh. She's a queen. I don't know what it is. She was the one I, I was always seen through the side with. I was always a Yasmin girl. Yasmin, she was, she was always there. But she wasn't my fave. I think my favourites were Jade and Sasha. But I could never fucking find Sasha. Just a side mean, topic. Did you know that I found this out uh, in uh, later years is that... The reason why oftentimes you'll see one like character in like a lineup of uh, toys. It was on that documentary, you know, the one that the the toys we had as kids, like on Netflix. Yeah. So had, like, I'm pretty sure it was on the. Stuff, yeah. yeah, I'm sure it was and on one Barbie of the ones one. where they. Yeah, yeah, they went over probably the Barbie one, but they were talking about uh, um how they used to ship them out, and the fact of the matter was is that I'm pretty sure in the case of the Bratz, like Sasha would not be sent out with the other three. So there would, so naturally there was just less of her to have, and that, that is, is racist. That is racist. Right there. Honest to God, I only really wanted Sasha ones growing up. I could never find them because they didn't have them in the shops, and this was before the times where you could just hop on Amazon and be like, "I want this tomorrow." So it was a big deal when I got that Jade doll, and uh, that same evening I took her on the trampoline and snapped her neck and then I just had to like look at her <laughs> and I came back in with like <laughs> the remains in my hands like I'd found like a dead animal <laughs> I was like help and my mum just looked at me and went I'm not buying a new one I just like want to know like why why they had to be on the trampoline like that's they my, had my to. big question it's like... like I don't <laughs> remember ever having a doll and being like I really wish there was a trampoline here right now Honest to God, the trampoline in my back garden was massive when I we lived uh we lived in Faltis at the time, so like the trampoline was huge. Um I would be on it. I mean, yeah, it was it was what it was. I don't have it anymore, so I'm okay to talk about it then. <laughs> but um <laughs> basically that trampoline I would be on it like basically all day. The whole point of it was is that I was on that trampoline more than I could possibly put into words i would wrestle with friends on it i would Ooh. play with my brat still i'd wrestle like a massive winnie the pooh bear because i loved them um, growing up i liked watching the wwe and uh, the divas oh, oh the well, divas were a moment oh i didn't really see the divas i had a i had a little i only really experienced wwe through my little brother but i was oh. I'm familiar with the, the main characters the we the divas of Sunday. the t- Oh yeah, it was a thing that I feel like some people did as like a weekly process. I think I only started watching it like, I'd say toward the later years of childhood, but still before like age 12. Um, because the figures were quite like, a big deal as well. We'd collect them and then we'd go into school and try and like swap figures with each other. Did they but have I like, was cards? Always... I feel like they had cards. I th- I'd say so. I don't really recall collecting any of those cards, but I, I think they must have because mm. 
as a brand and they go into every avenue they can get that that money out of that coin, that coin. <laughs> but i remember i would go into like school and try to trade like i would have bought like a male figure and try to trade for the diva <laughs> What what toys was it when you were younger? Like what ones really spoke with to you? Um, so I wasn't really like a big doll gal. Um, I was. I mean, you weren't one of the dolls. <laughs> very much, I think. The way I am now is completely mm-hmm. like I've not really changed much as a person. So I had like a little karaoke machine. Um, yeah, you've not changed at all if that is no. the thing that you had in childhood. <laughs> I had a karaoke machine. I had, and then like loads of crafting things. Um, oh, so she was artsy. Um, yeah, I've I had like a badge maker. I think everyone had that badge maker. I did like, You like twisted <laughs> the top down. I like, remember the advert. Like anything that there was like an advert for that was some sort of craft, like a bedazzling thing. Um, there was the chocolate coin maker that I never ever got, but was fascinating. I remember by. watching that. I remember watching um, that a lot. I remember every year I would ask for a, a candy floss maker and I never ever got huh. it. So like one day when oh. I'm a big girl, I'm going to buy myself one and like rot my teeth. We're, we're still waiting. We're still waiting. The... <laughs> we're, still... we're back on furlough. We can't afford that shit. No. That... So um, we don't have to scale back. <laughs> <laughs> but one thing I had like noted... Mm-hmm. was that like as much as I didn't really play with dolls that much I always mm-hmm. like laid them out on the floor and taught them like I was I loved playing teacher just by myself <laughs> with my dolls which is just like um, was she a bossy creative <laughs> singing queen from the start yes like how things were going like how things I were how it. things are going the same. The same image. Do you know what you just told me, though? You told me that at a young age, you had an aspiration to sing. You were willing to put work in and crafting to, like, make a good product. And you had leadership skills. You've you've been on the ball from a young age, in my eyes. Do you want to, like, rewrite my CV for me? <laughs> I'm, I'm here. Yeah, please. A, real, like, side note here. A CV is literally just how well you can bullshit yourself into a position. And I wish we didn't have to do them. I wish, I wish no. you didn't. The thing is, like, my CV's, like, weirdly long. Like, I've had, like, a, a weird amount of jobs for someone my age. And that's, like, mm. a, that's an episode for another day because yeah, it's, it's a going going, ongoing joke with people that, like, <laughs> people that I meet and I start talking about, like, all the jobs that I've had and they're, like... Where do you, where did you even get like recruited for that? Like how did yeah, you like come if across? next if next week you were to message me and say like I'm no longer working where I'm working, I've moved on to work on the shipyards, I'd be like, Yep, that sounds about like Aaron. That makes sense. <laughs> yeah. No, but one thing that I also did note was the little things that would leave you amused for hours as a child. Mainly uh-huh. like party bag tap. Like Love that. Like the slinkies that you would get. Um, ah, like um, like the whistles, like did you the ever hooters, get, like, the putty? Or, like, all the, the putty, those the little putty. alien things. <laughs> yes. Did you ever try and get them pregnant? Did you ever try and get them pregnant? I just didn't understand it, and I, I, I mean, clearly <laughs> it was never going to happen, was it? No, like, it wasn't going to happen. But you could not have told me at a younger age that I could not have got this little bit of like sticky alien gel substance pregnant i was like you're gonna have babies and i'm gonna play with 
And I remember like mums up and down the nation just being terrified about the the slime that was about to get like rubbed into the carpet. Like the carpet. Everybody oh, that's did. that's fun that you think it was the carpet that was the concern. In my household, my mum was so angry at me because I would stick it on the ceiling and it would leave a mark oh. and mess up her painting. That happened in like I mean, not child well, I guess still childhood, but like my mm. higher higher English class, higher history class. Like one yeah. of it was like we had classes with the year above us, so like people were like trying to act cool, and then they threw yeah. one of those alien <laughs> things onto because we, for some reason, someone still had them when we were like fifteen. You know, nothing quite screams "I'm cool" like bringing your alien. It was gel no, I'm just cool. <laughs> <laughs> it was. I was uncool for many other ways, but um. Yeah, we all had. I had enough going on. I didn't need to bring aliens to try and bring my social I didn't status need props. down. <laughs> like, <it> was... <laughs> I am the prop. <laughs> I am. <laughs> but like they like threw it and it got stuck to the ceiling and it was there and it like it was there for like a couple days like it really like clung on there and then yeah. like one day obviously it must have just like fallen off but like left a massive stain in the cause it yes was, like... it does though and yeah. that's why I, I wasn't allowed to have them in the house so thanks alien people you had a kennel for, for making... them <laughs> <laughs> every night before bed I'd walk outside and I would put all my alien babies into their kennel. I'd tuck them all in. Then I'd go to bed. That's exactly how that went, Erin. That's believable. That is... Also, like, saying it out loud, I thought it would have sounded so far-fetched that everyone would be like, oh yeah, that's that's clearly a joke. But also, I could see it for me. Yeah. <laughs> like, given that you've just told us that the Bratz dolls had to be on the trampoline... Don't and um had their own like Valley of the Dead. <laughs> yeah, well the fact that know, they had possibly two hundred. They didn't all make it though. This is just I'm estimating the two hundred and like Yeah, no, that's what I mean. They would have been like, cut out of the lineup. Do you, did you have like a burial ground? Like is there like someone the who's gonna like <laughs> dig up your old garden? No, and just they all find, got disposed like, of individually. Of I want to see like Okay, hear me out. I'm pitching a, a product here. So Barbie NCIS, but she's investigating the deaths of over 200 Bratz dolls. I'm the suspect. <laughs> the crossover we didn't know we needed. Who are you? Who, 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 who? Are there any other toys that spoke to you? Because I have like two others that I really wanted to speak on. Um, but they... There wasn't really anything that, like... Super came to my. I was very active. Like I was very into like costumes, mm. and I was doing all the dance routines. Like Work. I had like a lot of CDs that are, I think, more iconic to me than toys. But I think that says mm-hmm. a lot about like what this, shaped yeah. you. Yeah. yeah, I I only wrote down alongside it. I really loved Lego, and I also really loved like the Sylvanian families. I they never were had Sylvanian families. Like I didn't have many. I just really liked them. They were little, like, animal creatures like that made up a family, and they, like, wore cute outfits. I was like, yeah, of course I'm interested in this. This is cute aesthetic. And to this day, there's, like... Did you know there's, like, a subculture on Twitter where, I mean, I'm sure you could say this for literally anything that we talk about, <laughs> but there's, like, a full subculture on Twitter about, like, Sylvanian family stands. Like... There's there's stands on Twitter. The thing is, where... I kind of thought like I mean this with no disrespect to you or to Sylvanian families, but like 
when I was a kid, I kind of thought Slovenian families were for, like, old people. Like, no, no, I understand. And I think, but I think it's because they have a very, like, they look con- country village, like, very, mm. like, I feel like they weren't to be played with, really. Yeah, like, they looked like they were proposing. Like, the people that I think I knew that, like, collected Sylvanian families, mm-hmm. it was very much their mum mm-hmm. or, like, their parent figure mm-hmm. that really wanted it, and they just happened to be, like, the, like, in quotations, like, owner of the dolls, <laughs> like... Because there were some people, I'm, honestly, that, that, had, that, like, that had dollhouses that I was like, that's, like, yeah. the size of my bed. It was <laughs> They were massive. But then I just... What a really... great way to, like, get back into childhood in some sense, though. Like, you have a child and you're like, you're going to buy these things. Oh, you want this, right? You want this. You want this, uh, this three-foot-tall Barbie mansion. Like, this is for you. They come in the middle of the night and the mum's just, like... If that's not me, honestly. <laughs> um, Cut to like 10 to 15 years in the future and I'm just like in, hitting up Toys R Us. Are Toys R Us still a thing? I think they maybe all closed down. Uh-huh. Well, whatever the, the ones in Scotland, I think, right closed down. Do you know what? Let's talk about that because Toys R Us was a big... That oh, was a big a huge trip. Oh, it really was. Because like, the closest one to us was in Livingston, so... We would have to like drive through there, and that wasn't like a huge drive, but it was still like out of the way. Yeah. So you'd never just casually be going by Toys R Us. You had to like go to Toys R Us. Yeah, my Toys R Us was. Have you been to the fort? In yeah, 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 yeah. Um, the one where. You know yeah, where I know. Pri- I know the one. You know where the Primark is now. Mm-hmm. That used to be a massive Toys R Us. Like it was. I feel like, like I went to huge. it once. And that was like the best day out and you would always be like there was always a tantrum because you wanted oh, yes. everything in the shop yes especially those like um cars like the cars for kids yeah i i feel like i would just like to make a general psa that if you were a child that didn't kind of throw a bit of a tantrum or like a hissy fit upon not getting like everything in a toys r us did you really want to be there because we were just, I feel like we were very committed and wanted. We wanted it all. Can 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 we be blamed for that? I mean, that's honestly me now when I like want to go shopping, but then see my bank account, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, <laughs> I just have to do it more is, privately. Yeah, it's it's like an internalized thing now. I only remember going to that one uh, Toys R Us at the fort to pick up. I think I was playing Club Penguin at the time. So I like wow. went to buy one of the little uh, plushies of like the puffles, so I could have one oh in the game. Oh my gosh! It was a moment. It That's, was cute. I was about to say no. Like, remember, like when you would get invited to like kids' parties and stuff. Yes. And it Big would always deal. be like a disco at the local leisure center, but it, like it was. For like, us, it was in like a miners' club. Yeah, or like whatever the equivalent is. Like uh-huh. had, we're hitting up Mayfield Leisure Center. Like rest <laughs> in pieces. It's no longer there. Is um, it not? No. Oh, rest in peace. Rest in power. No, that's like they're making them all into like campuses now. So like there's maybe like one leisure centre for like a whole Mm -hmm. town rather than having like one in each like little sub town. Um, Yes. But yeah, you would rock up, you'd have your fancy dress on. Oh, you'd have the best gear. (laughs) But then you would have to get like a present. And I'm like, I'm like, I dread the day. I I have to like buy presents for children that I straight up don't like. Yeah. Because <laughs> you like when you're in primary school, like say you're like in a class of like 20, 25 people uh-huh. to thirty people, 
Like, yeah. if you got invited to, like, two-thirds of that birthday parties, like, that's a lot of money on kids that you probably don't even like. <laughs> Very that. I mean, I was always quite grateful in the sense that, like, I did attend, like, a couple of the, the parties as a kid, but overall, I wasn't really, like, great friends with a lot of people to be invited to some stuff like that. And I feel like at the time, I remember being like, oh, that that sucked. Why wasn't I invited? Upon looking back on it, I saved some money. I'm not mad about that. Mm. So, like, I virtually speak to a couple of people from that place. Why would I want to have done all that effort for people that I don't have any contact with? <laughs> then there was also, like, people from, like, clubs and stuff that you went to and... Mm-hmm. Yes. Speak, what kind of clubs did you do? Because I know you, you're you very, like, you, she's a dancer. She's a, a, a theatre a queen. Um, I didn't think it's, like, I didn't even really do theatre until, like, high school. Like, oh, okay, okay. So that was later on. Um. Yeah. So I, I did, I started off, I did jazz and tap. Mm-hmm. Um, well, cute. I used to go about in my tap shoes at home and pretend, remember, come outside. Yes, like, yes, yes. That, lady and the, the dog yeah yeah <laughs> like and like obviously like, she had like her little like old lady biscuit basket heels yeah yeah she um, did and so that's <laughs> chunky but babies. that's kind of what that's kind of what like kids tap shoes looked like so i used to like run around the kitchen pretending that i was you were her, her. that's so cute like <laughs> me pretending to be an old lady as a four-year-old slash five-year-old i'm sure was some some comedy <laughs> because it's, it's too much <laughs> but yeah so I did like <laughs> jazz and tap mm-hmm. and then um I didn't I begged like I really wanted to do ballet but I didn't actually start ballet until I was like seven which right, is like okay. seven or eight which is actually like borderline like almost kind of too late yeah you have to start early in ballet you gotta like yeah and they want like, the child fresh from the womb so they can shape those feet yeah like, well, it's just like to such be on like point <laughs> unnatural shapings like yeah. and then like when like now that I'm like older like I know like, I have like flat feet, like yeah. these hoofs were never meant to be in point <laughs> shoes. <laughs> like she does not have the arches. Um, <laughs> so like I was never particularly like good at ballet, but like mm. I was very much the person that showed up and gave a hundred and ten percent every week. Um, so, like to the extent like I remember this being called out because mm. you know there was the people that were like always just like naturally good at stuff i've never been someone that's just like naturally good at stuff no it's always a process of having to work a bit at it for me so that was i remember my ballet teacher once like who i was like terrified of was Mm -hmm. like she like was calling people out for not putting any effort and she was like erin comes every week and she gives it she gives it stacks (laughs) and i was like and you could tell that there was a butt coming i was like i'll take that I'll take like, what I you know get. what guys you may all be flawlessly executing this routine with precision but Erin came here today so everyone let's, let's, let's give Erin a round of applause come on that's such just oh, the way that my life has, has gone <laughs> but, um, but then I was always like better at like jazz and then like acting through dance yes. and that's like so I've never really done like acting lessons in any form but um uh-huh. then the dance school that i moved to was more of a like musical theater slash dance school so there was always like uh-huh. dancing and singing together and it just evolved into me doing shows i did like the, the school shows and stuff and mm-hmm. 
Here I am now. Were there any like major starring roles for you at a young age? Like, did you have any big like like in nativities or oh, like? Um, my first nativity. This is like mm-hmm. a big. Like, I still remember my line. I was an angel. Of course. Little primary one, Erin. Look at you. Of course you were. <laughs> Naturally. <laughs> it was like the angels. Like we were on the stage talking. I say talking. I was just stood there. Um, <laughs> just doing angel stuff. <laughs> Just just being an angel. And um like the scene was like them talking about going to go to the birth of Jesus Christ. Uh-huh. And um my line was I hope I get a party bag. Which, you know I mean <laughs> Yeah. Roll the roll the tapes. Did did she not already state the party bag? <laughs> <laughs> I'm now convinced that your sole purpose on this planet is to be an angel who wants a party back. Honestly, I think that was like my peak. Like that was in the roles that I've had since. I don't think I've been as well suited as angel, angel my, requesting. My party biggest bag. starring role in a nativity was Joseph. I was oh my goodness. Um, father of the. In- I think it was because I might have been slightly taller than this kid, but I was in primary like I was young. I was primary like two or one. Mm. So. You know, they wanted they wanted someone fresh for the role, someone that could add a little bit of perspective. And I'd like to openly state that I am one of few uh, children that attended <laughs> that attended a school that got to play gay Joseph. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, isn't it like Joseph in his uh, Technicolor dream coat? Yeah, I'm just saying he I has a Technicolor dream coat. <laughs> well, there I. Very familiar with the soundtrack. We have we have time to fill in on those things though. Yeah, um, that'll, that'll be, be a thing. I'll do. I'll do. I'll, I'll teach you. Okay. I'll okay. Teach you musicals. For me, I for clubs and hobbies and stuff that I did at a yeah. younger age. I think the first club I ever did was um like I went to a swim club. Oh, I, I also I did like taekwondo, um. It was very fun. Great way to get some of that aggression out as a child. Like, I can just, uh, like, I have what I think you look, because I had never seen, like, pictures of you as a kid. So, like, I need to I have, show like, pictures. Oh. I have, like, what I think you look like in a little tiny taekwondo outfit. Like, tiny? <laughs> well, you were always probably quite tall. Yeah, I was, mm. I would but, like, say gandhi, that. Uh... Like, when a puppy hasn't grown into its legs yet, and it's just, like, uh-huh. sort of... <laughs> I think everyone at a young age that put on a taekwondo outfit like just looked like we were ridiculous because it wouldn't fit us properly. Yeah. Because there's just a lot of material going on for not a big enough body for the material. Yeah. Um, I, I look the exact same growing up. I don't think my face has changed at all. Neither is mine. I have literally just changed hairstyles. I've, I've reverted back to like, this is the hairstyle that I had when I was a kid. Like, full front fringe and then... Medium, medium hair length. Medium hair. Why do you describe your haircut like you're in the character (laughs) customization screen? No, well, I used to have a bob, you see, and I love that for you. Um, it was a fun time, but I just kind of want long hair again so that I feel a bit more like youthful. Yeah, I feel like I would feel the same if I was able to grow hair that long. My hair is on a longer side for like the guys but I, I, even then i wouldn't say my hair is long it's just there's a lot of it we'll go with that luscious locks 
So you did your taekwondo. I did my taekwondo. I, I mean, I also went to like a wee drama type, like musical theatre thing for, I would say it maybe lasted less than like half a year. I, like I stayed, I was there long enough to partake in a performance, but that was like later on in life. Like what this was is more towards 12. Um, so I was an original piece made by the people who like ran the, uh, the I'm trying to like actually figure out a way to describe it. But I remember I sang, um, I think I sang Jump, like, might as well jump. And it was some sort of, like, I think I was a coach of some form. I really couldn't tell you the story because I don't think, (laughs) no tea, no shade, I don't think they knew what the story was either. (laughs) But um, it was funny. I'll give them that. It was a funny time to be uh, in musical theatre. When did, like, film come into your life? Like, what was that? Film has always just been part of my life. Like, I feel like, like, most of us, we, like, we consume media. But I, like, really um, spent a lot of more time with just consuming media because I'd, like, I'd go outside of the house and I'd play with friends and stuff. But as I started to get, I want to say around, like, t- 9, 10, like, I really, like, found comfort in being indoors more and, like, watching stuff and consuming content and then eventually going back outside but I'd say right there's there's two stages of my life there was before isolating in tv and there was now which has always been isolating in tv because <laughs> it's just yeah. so fun to consume uh other people's content but I think that I sometimes like struggle with the balance of consuming content and creating content because I want yeah. to create a lot of content, but I always like get caught up in what I'm watching, which is someone else make their content. <laughs> yeah. Content. <laughs> Con- Sorry, what was that? But I'm I'm quite content with it all. <laughs> 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 Overall, though, I would say like it was thanks to stuff like I'd used to watch. Like I watched all the kids' channels as growing up. I was yeah. like CBBC, CBBS, CITV, um, STV Kids. Disney, Nickelodeon, Cartoon Network, Boomerang. Jeez. Like she was she was a consumer. I was the same to be fair. What were, what are some like iconic TV shows that like you couldn't live without? Because I have a few. That I, think <laughs> I mean, I think that a lot of the Disney ones really stuck with me. Like I wouldn't really be like Hannah Montana was a huge TV series. Hannah Montana was massive. And like Especially anyone that wants to act well. like yeah, I think that people in our age group might like laugh at like oh like oh Hannah Montana haha, but they were they were seeing it too. Even the straight boys, even the yeah. straight boys, they were watching Hannah Montana, and they can they can try and deny it. But when Miley Cyrus made like a big turn in her music career, and those views came in, they knew they knew what they were watching. They came along because they'd seen her before, and they wanted to see what she was doing now. I think Honestly. it's just a testament to her. Uh, all of us listening the way she to Seven Things us. I Hate About You, like, oh God, being like song. 10 years old and being like <laughs> crying about heartbreak. The seventh also, thing I, I hate the most that you do, the way you, you make, make me, me love, love you. you. Like, oh. Iconic line. But also, was that like, when did the film 10 Things I Hate About You come out? Because, like, was that meant to be like Unrelated. the same thing? Unrelated. I think I thought similarly to start with because I think I, the first thing I heard of uh, Seven Things was like, oh, maybe this was like a Miley Cyrus like movie, but it's not. It's nothing to do with her. She's, the song is unrelated to. They just 
happened to... She was like, oh, I'm going to give you the short list. Here's seven instead. <laughs> but then, like, to be fair, any song off of Hannah Montana, like, they're... Mm-hmm. I'm, like, unashamed to say. Like, you know how, like, Spotify hits you with those, like, on-repeat playlists that are, like, the yes. thing that like, exposes you for, like, what you've oh, been listening to? <laughs> like, Please tell me the Hannah Montana songs on your on-repeat um, playlist. I have If We Were a Movie... On my repeat <gasps> playlist, like that was like, such a good song, though. That's my like cry song. That's my like I'm so alone song. I remember um going through at a young age. Whenever what was the song? You know the one that I miss you, I miss your smile, and I shed a tear every once in a that one. I don't that know song, that one. I, I think it was a song that they like had her write on the show. Like about her mum, so I remember like oh going through to my mum, and this is <laughs> if you ever want like a, an example of me just trying to be a little attention seeking and also a complete liar. <laughs> I I had like written down the lyrics on like a like a notepad. I came through to my mum and I tried to convince my mother that I wrote this song in memory of, like, my uncle who had passed, like, way years before and I never really knew him. (laughs) I know! Like, what was I thinking? So bad! It's so bad. I basically was trying to, like... I was copyright infringing Miley Cyrus. (laughs) Oh my god. To be fair, though, like, I was, like, writing songs at that point. That's fair. I just, I never thought about music in that sense. I'd always liked music. I just was like, this is now, I'm going to say this is me. My mum didn't believe me. I should say that the, the lies start, it started and ended with me. Yeah. <laughs> like, this was not something that was able to be dragged out. But, um, did you ever just, like, look into childhood and think about some of the things that you completely lied about? Just because oh, you could. I used to tell people I was getting a dog, like, every week. Never, <laughs> like, <laughs> like I like every weekend I'd be like I'm getting a dog this weekend and I can like, imagine like my teacher like being like no you're not like just, just like listen you little bitch you're not I getting a dog I was scared of dogs at that time like I would I made I had to cross the street because I was scared <laughs> of dogs and every weekend I would like be like I'm getting a dog this weekend you're shit scared of dogs and you're like this is the week I'm getting a dog guys I'm getting one. Yeah, and like I would like feel like and like people would believe me as well. So that says something about how stupid kids are. Like yeah, we're all dumb. I think we all believed everything we all said for at least like a a few years. Because yeah. I swear, I think I still have like some deep rooted like trust issues because of children <laughs> lying to me and making me think that this was reality. Um, kids going about with those um sticker earrings on being like i got my ears pierced this is pierced <laughs> me <laughs> and it would get to like halfway I'm, through the it's day me. and it would I'm be like on, it would be like on your face because you've like rested your hand on it so funny yeah but i i think we've come like quite full circle with that copyright discussion because <laughs> i i think i owe miley cyrus some money <laughs> I feel like I will I'm gonna, really I'll get in touch. Do I'll drop her a message. You know how close we are. Yeah. Best pal. I think she'd appreciate it. You've just not heard from you in a while. I know. <laughs> no, but to be um, fair, like, kids TV, like, I was a big... We didn't really have Disney Channel. I, like, consumed okay. Hannah Montana. 
through DVDs and CDs at that point. Fascinating. I was on Sky. Like that was who we were with the uh, the broadcasting. We were network. we were a Freeview household for oh, like, a long time. Yeah. So like I didn't. So like when you're talking about like Nickelodeon and stuff, like that was yeah. maybe when I was about like nine or ten. We got that. Yeah, yeah. It was later for me too. I didn't really watch much on Nickelodeon except for like. Was SpongeBob? No, Drake SpongeBob and Josh, wasn't on there. iCarly. That was all. yes. Drake and Josh and iCarly, the two that immediately come to mind, and then in later, like right, yeah, right before, like I sort of came out of watching as much of Nickelodeon as I could. Victorious was maybe the last series on it that I was like, this is a big deal. Um, but then, like CBBC, we had some absolute hits. I just want to come out shows. here and like just project Advocate my for gratitude. <laughs> For Tracy Beaker. Tracy like, motherfucking Beaker. <laughs> like, Jacqueline Wilson and Jen... Like, I was a big reader. I should have said that, actually. Like, I, I, I have a little section written down about Jacqueline Wilson as well. And, do you know, it's really funny to me that I completely forgot to make the connection between Jacqueline Wilson, the author, and Jacqueline Wilson, the one that inspired Tracy Beaker by writing the Tracy Beaker series. <laughs> I was like, the TV series, Tracy Beaker, and also this incredible author. Anyway, I really liked Tracy Beaker growing up. Um, I think to this day, my flatmate and I will still look at each other and go, Justine Littlewood. <laughs> no, like, Bog Off. Like, uh, I never watched Bog Off. That's a, that's a Tracy Beaker quote, babe. What? Bog Off. That's a quote from Tracy Beaker? I thought it was a TV series. I thought I you were literally you moving mean. us on to a new topic. You were like, and the show bog off. No. I was like, I've never seen that. Please tell more. <laughs> no, she would tell people to bog off. Fake fan right here. Honestly. I'm and so embarrassed right now. Anytime like, she was crying, she'd be like, what? it's just hay fever. And like, I do the same. Like, I feel like if you don't say it, it's just hay fever. The highlights of Tracy Baker that come to my mind immediately are her mother like claiming that her mother was a really famous person, but she didn't really have That's such a kid lie. I love it. Well, she I mean, talking about like I'm getting a dog this weekend. She was like, <laughs> I'm seeing my mum this weekend all the time. I always think about I don't know if um, we can joke about that. What? Her never seeing her mum because she was No, because she was <laughs> she got a, she had a happy ending. Like she came, like she, yeah. Exactly. I'm so sorry to anyone that may have found that offensive, but also, <laughs> I'm talking about the fictional character Tracy Beaker. <laughs> Separate yourself a wee bit. <laughs> but Tracy Beaker, I always remembered. Yeah, her like talking about going to meet her mum. Um, I remember. Uh, there was like an episode <laughs> where they decided they were gonna like steal like tuck shop goods and sell it themselves oh my god um what other see i think this is one of these things because i don't know if i've ever seen every episode of tracy beaker i've just seen what i watched on cbbc when it was on and that wasn't all the time key characters include tracy beaker elaine the pain elaine the pain the social worker guy duke and then the other lady i can't remember her name Oh, shit. The other um, social worker. Angela? She, yes, I want to say it's Angela. She's, she's very pretty. And then there were, like, the other kids. We had the well mm-hmm. Uh We had... There was, like, two boys that were brothers that moved to a happy house at one point. 
Yeah, there was the icon Justine Littlewood. Uh, She wore designer clothing. She Basically, Justine's whole role in the show was just to be everything that Tracy Beaker said that she was, I think. Yeah. But, like, also she didn't have it easy either. But then, like, Justine still had a relationship with her dad. Yeah. That, like, one episode that sticks in my mind is the one where it's her dad's wedding. Uh Uh-huh. And um, Tracy goes to, like, help her, like, her dress is horrible. And, like, in a moment of, like, reconciliation, Tracy helps her, like, cut her dress. She, like, she's, like, Tracy's making up lies about how her mum used to help her do her costume in or whatever. And she's, like, ripping, like... (laughs) <laughs> sheets of twilight like, like oh i and then there were there were some other characters but like overall those were like tracy baker's the main one that the i think stayed ground. for all of them the dumping ground is a character it's um, like the the character that everyone was interacting with at all times because but, what an environment <laughs> yeah and then there's this other like realm of tv that's kids mm-hmm. reality tv shows yeah kids reality tv game shows Mm-hmm. Um like and Raven. This doesn't happen in adult TV, mm-hmm. where it's like, if you lose, the child is gone forever. Like no one's like finishing an episode of the chase and thinking that the chaser has like actually engulfed the participant, and they're gone for all eternity. No, but on Raven, man, the second one of those kids dropped, I felt my like heart drop out my ass. I was like, like they're those- gone. We're gone. Are we going to do something about this? The the brown hoods, like, that were essentially like dementors of the Raven realm. And they just took them away. And I I did assume that those children were dead. Yeah. I was like, they're gone. There was also Trapped. Yes. That's the one in the big tower. Yeah. The children were stuck Mm. in that tower for all eternity. And then also Jungle Run, where they were caught in the temple at the end. Oh my God. Jungle Run, okay, I, when you said Jungle Run, couldn't think of it. I was thinking of the app. I could but... tell you just replaced it back to me there. You were just like, <laughs> Jungle Run? Erin's <laughs> pointed out this thing that I do to her when I don't have a clue what she's talking about. I will specifically state what point she lost me. <laughs> in hopes that it'll jog her memory enough to like come back to it. Um, no, I remember the Jungle I I don't even remember it was called that, but it was like there was like monkey statues they were trying yeah, they to had, get. And then there were gold the golden statues, monkey. But then mm-hmm. if you were doing the task, because it was like a series of tasks leading up to yes, yes. the big temple run at the end, right? Yes, yes. So like they would have to, and the amount of statues that they collected throughout their time mm-hmm. leading up to the temple run would be like the amount of time that they got to do the temple run. Yes. Um, and then there was like so these gold statues were like say like ten seconds, and then there was like the ruby monkey. If they find the ruby mm-hmm. monkey, oh they girl, got, you're like, balling. <laughs> they got like a, like thirty seconds or whatever. Mm-hmm. But and then they had to go run all. It was like Indiana Jones. They had to go yeah, all yeah, the yeah. way like through the mouth of the temple was like this monkey's mm-hmm. belly that like yeah rotated up, and then like you would see them get like swallowed by it. If yeah. they didn't make it out in time, and I was like, "Wow, they're gone." Oh, the drama. I've not felt <laughs> such acceleration in a long time. Other shows that are very like on par with this uh, this uh, jungle run that we're talking about. Um, there was like I used to watch, even though it's not like kids TV. I used to watch like Crystal Maze and um things like Takeshi's Castle quite a lot because yeah. I was in, I was really into game shows. I always I found them very fun. Wipeout. 
Yeah, like, they're fun. The reason we like to watch these things is because they're just people like you and I in a situation that's been, like, made up for them to have fun with. Also, it's just, like, seeing people fail. Like, physical comedy It does. Is it still hits. In ways. Yeah. Like, if I see someone fall to this day, I will still try and stop myself giggling. And I'd hope that people do the exact same thing for me. They do. Yeah, I mean, like, <laughs> I'd be lying if I said, like, I wasn't, like, out for coffee. And, like, every time you're out for coffee, a kid mm-hmm. will deck it, regardless of where oh, yes. you are. And it's always funny. It but is. it's always inappropriate to laugh. A child so has to, decked like... it in front of us on our way to get coffee, and I have laughed at said child. <laughs> But then you can't make eye contact with the person no. you're with because you know that if that happens, like you're both pissing yourself. You're laughing. gonna like cackle, yeah. Um, you're gonna get the witch cackle in there. <laughs> honestly, if like I feel like honestly, if I was in the good place, but on the TV show, the good place, I certainly yes. wouldn't be in the good place because I'm losing no. points left, right, and center for laughing at. Like straight up bad over. place immediately. I'd love to be able to figure out a way to get in that medium place, though. That feels like the that feels like life. The medium place is lockdown. (laughs) Basically, like it's slightly discomfort, um, a slightly discomforting lockdown scenario where everything that you would like try and use as a crutch to get through it is now just like, like her favorite beers there, but it's lukewarm, you know, like yeah. And she can only have like one TV show, so it's almost like a lockdown where the government didn't support the arts at all, and no new media and content could get made. So, so um, like they only have like this one thing to watch forever. So, so weird, like, right? Possibly like a future coming to you soon. <laughs> Don't joke about that. <laughs> like it's 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 funny, right? It's funny. It's it's funny. If we laugh, it's funny. Uh, going back though to Jacqueline Molson, so I I only really read the How to Survive Summer book, I would say, separate from like having read a bit of Tracy Beaker. Those were the only books that I've heard that I really read. Um, I really enjoyed. Well, I went in, like I really went in on the Jacqueline Wilson books. Like I, okay. I read many. I was a frequenter of the the local library. Oh, she made her way. She made the rounds. <laughs> yeah. I like Jacqueline good. Wilson, but I was always more of a Roald Dahl person for like if you wanted me to consume oh, yeah. all of their content, I Roald Dahl holds a strong place in my heart because yeah. those are just my childhood stories. Did you have a favourite Roald Dahl book? Um, I really liked um, George's Marvelous Medicine and I really liked James and the Giant Peach and the BFG. Those are... I mean, okay, love the BFG with you on that one. Um, For me, my favourites were Fantastic Mr. Fox. Um, I always liked the idea of like a, a highly planned out robbery. <laughs> I liked it. I read that in like primary three, like with the class. Mm-hmm. But I'm, yeah. I was like, t- I'm terrified of foxes. Oh bless! Because I see a lot of foxes these days. I mean, not really anymore. But like, I had a book when mm. I was a kid that had like a very like angry fox. You know, like they're pre- they're portrayed as being quite sly. I mean, sly, sly. evil. I mean, sw- swiper so, no swiping from Dora. Yeah. <sighs> so like, I was just like scared of them. But like that book, I will happily like hands up say. Even like, and I like the Wes Anderson um adaptation of it as well. Yes, yes. Um, I liked Fantastic Mr. Fox, and I mean, like Charlie and or Willy Wonka and whatever which you prefer, like the Chocolate Factory. I was the into chocolate it. Factory. 
I, I love mean, that. I love that film. I love the um. Sorry, I'm like such a like adaptation. I really, really enjoyed the Tim Burton adaptation of that, and I know like mm-hmm. everyone hates on it. But I that don't was like that. the I like film both. that I would watch mm-hmm. continuously, like into this day. Like, see that opening sequence uh-huh. gets me going. It's so exciting. Oh, it gets you like, going. The, like it's like one of those like oddly satisfying. The songs are all mm-hmm. bops. Like I get that the original one is like probably most people's favorites, but like that adaptation is probably one of my favorite films of all time. I'd like to just like go out on the record and say that I can confirm there, and in fact, really does have a strong place in her heart for uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory because <laughs> she created what I would like to say is maybe the most ahead of its time rap ever. Like, Erin created, like, Willy Wonka rapping about the children to the style of Lizzo, and I cannot quite explain how I think of my life now fully as before I discovered this piece and after. And I only want to look (laughs) to the after. I don't... Before, I I know nothing. I need to, like, I should clarify that I like I did my whole dissertation on writing comedy music, mm-hmm. and um I wrote this in lockdown, and really like my brain got places. Um, <laughs> she went on a journey, and it just became a point where I was I found myself writing a rap about I mean hilariously I was rapping to begin with, mm-hmm. but um writing a I rap about that. um if Mr Wonka was a murder because I'd read a conspiracy theory that Mm -hmm. Mr. Wonka had like planned the murder of all these children and tailored it specifically to their own like dry um, behaviour and how to take them out like that and um, I really just took it places and honestly it was like my favourite part of my dissertation like it's it's the only thing that I've managed to go back and realise, I wrote six songs and that's the only one that I've gone back to I mean, all of them were really good, but I nothing has left quite the impression on me like your Mr. Wonka song. <laughs> Such a good song. Um, Get this podcast to a thousand listens and we'll release it. <laughs> we'll release it. Special edition. Special um, edition. I didn't, like, I, I knew a lot of different, uh, like, children's books in the sense, like, I knew of, like, Cinderella and everything, but I really learned through them through Disney films I think yeah. most of us did, and then I also 100%. learned afterward. Except for Rapunzel, because they didn't have a movie out for Rapunzel when I was younger. And Rapunzel, I remember Barbie kind of got to it first, um, and they did like a game. I think it was a game for the Rapunzel one. I feel like I remember playing a game where I was like Barbie going about a town, but. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, games there... consoles when we were that age were also very different. Like, I, I had, I was a gamer girl, and I had a Game Boy. <laughs> I don't get why it's called Game Boy. It should be called Game Boy Girl. <laughs> um, oh, it was I, a different I, time. I did lo- it was, it was a different time, and that's time itself is so fascinating to like just talk about that I can't talk about it for too long, otherwise it starts to make me spiral a little bit. <laughs> yeah, no, back to Barbie. Back like, to Barbs. Yeah. I mean, I, I was a massive fan of the... The the people that know the Barbie films, it's like mm-hmm. a cult, right? Like I've seen... They, the, they're another subculture on online. Um, Barbie the Nutcracker, 
is an iconic piece of cinema. Yes. Um, also the one the one where she's uh it's Beauty and the Beast, mm-hmm. and like the witch in it is portrayed by the woman who plays Janice in Friends. Oh wow! Hilarious. That was a realization I had as an adult that was hmm. so, because I definitely wasn't watching it in my early twenties. <laughs> um, I think like she's like, oh, I can't do Janice's laugh, but she's like, she just she's just Janice talking to Barbie. She just you know who we mean. Um, I only remember one Barbie film, and that was the one where she has the twin sister, and they sing the "I'm just like you, <laughs> you're just like me." <laughs> Because that became, like, quite a thing on Twitter for a while, at least. Like, literally, whenever you did something similar to someone else, that could be used as a meme. <laughs> but I feel um, like that's just such a, a thing with, like, things when we were... From, like, when people of our generation were younger yeah. are so memeable. Oh, because, very like, we have Because they're, like, available as digital media, like, you can take those screenshots, this, that, and the other. Yeah. And it's so easy to just chuck it up on... Instagram, I've got a mind for a couple of likes. <laughs> I mean, the thing with those, like with that, like with those, like Barbie movies, the music and that was like a big deal. But I mean, are there any songs that stand out for you, like as a child, that were like the moment? Like, what was the soundtrack to your childhood? Let me get you started. Okay, I'm gonna like access different areas of music as a child, and you're gonna okay. be like, oh, I remember that. I'm so gonna get like there's flashbacks. Like, there's like, you're a kid at a school disco, right? What's yes. coming on? What are you I gonna do? Your, perform your knee slide to, right? <laughs> You've got busted. Okay. First, what? the first, the bad, the OG bad boys, the first heartbreakers. Yes. Like you were the buying heartbreakers. that heartbreakers. That those magazines that had them on them, like we had the posters that you pull out, mm-hmm. and then like the slightly like more like good boy version of busted was obviously McFly. McFly, yeah. You know, five colours in I her like... hair. Like, there's so much home footage of me running around <laughs> in a cat costume to five colours in her hair. Like, a big a big moment for me. Um, And then we had, like, the birth of the pop party CD. And the Lord that said had, on the like, seventh our... <laughs> That's, like, when we had all our, like, Britney hits were coming out still. Kylie Thank Minogue was, Britney. like, popping. She was um, getting it. We had S Club, S Club Seven, oh. S Club Juniors. The ju- I was always more of a Juniors stan. Like I liked S Club Seven, but that was like my sister was really into them. I didn't quite get into music around the same time, so S Club Juniors, juniors had us like one step, step closer to heaven, baby. One step closer to you. Oh, there's so such a delay. That was going to be an absolute mindfuck. I like that, and they also um, they later the, the juniors became S Club Eight for a while, um, and I then they released the like day, yeah. a pretty like they they yeah they have like a song like I would say as like I could I'm I'm going to listen to it after we're finished after recording. This. I'm going to listen to the song. It's called Sundown, and it is just a a funky little groove song for the summer. If you want to feel happy, turn this Love podcast it. off right now. <laughs> No, don't, don't leave. <laughs> um, we had steps hitting steps. us with um tragedy. I think five six tragedy, seven eight. Yeah, five, five six seven eight was the disco song. I would say it still is. Long... Like catch me in yeah. Hive. I'm trying to get us sponsored oh. by Hive really hard. Can right Hive now. 
Hive hit us up? Because, I mean, I will constantly promote Hive. Hive is a dive 100% of the time. Not 100%. I'd say now they probably switched up because of uh, COVID guidelines. But Hive is a dive, but it's what you want. I have never yeah. left Hive feeling like that was shit. I've left Hive only with good moods. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, it's like you, you know what you're getting. Like, yeah. And that cheesy floor, we should do an episode that's <laughs> just like Hive stories. That's a, <gasps> oh, a danger I've talk. some stories. Um, but yeah, like other I songs. I would have to have been that... lucid to give you an account of many of the stories, to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> no, other songs of childhood. So we've had mm. McFly, we've had Britney. Yes. That's, we still had like Christina Aguilera. Yeah, she, was, us she, hits was, she at that was doing point. some stuff. I remember anything that dirty. was available on um, SingStar. Do you yeah. remember SingStar? Did, I do remember SingStar. I had, uh, I think I only had the High School Musical SingStar though because oh, she was, that was very, very into High School era. Musical. Yeah. Oh, um, that we, was like a big defining point for us music-wise, I'd say. Yeah, I think that was everyone's first like thing. Is that was pretty much the the original Disney movie musical of that yeah. era. I would say so. Because like, I really would. We we had like the Cheetah Girls films i did love the cheetah girls <laughs> but that was very like you were aware that they were stopping and performing like it yeah. wasn't really like acting through song the same way mm-hmm. whereas like high school whereas... musical had a bit more of a crossover there yes it did oh. I-, I completely agree with you and um, I-, I loved high school musical i feel like i still do love it just in a different way than i did then um other music for me growing up um Girls alive. Oh yes, the Sugar Babes. I I was very influenced by the Sugar Babes at a young age. I feel like my music taste is always like to this day. I'd say my music taste uh, sits in the the cross section of like sultry, like bad girl, like lyrics. That was like the, um, the Pussycat Dolls peaked at. Oh yes, the Pussycat Dolls. All of these things, like, they made up my music taste because I love, like, the R&B influences. I love pop. Mm-hmm. I love just hyper-sexualization from the Rihanna woman's perspective. Was there. Yeah, yeah, like, these songs where they're, like, openly just stating, like, push the, like, the, for Sugar Babes, push the button is a song that always makes me think of, like, I kind of recognize, uh, like, me recognizing that sex was a thing or, like, mm-hmm. being sexual was a, a way of being yeah but not in like a weird like it's not in like a weird predatory way it's just no i, I was very it. unaware i was like a very mm. very like <laughs> um, you were like going in the elevator like push the button <laughs> honestly like i like i was probably too old by the time like i was in the like preteen section before i really kind of grasped a hold on a lot of things i was very um naive <laughs> Still am. <laughs> I think that there's something nice about being a little naive. Um, as long as it's not like intentionally be like forcing yourself to be naive, then where where, where have you harmed someone by not knowing? <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to think. Is there any other music that really spoke to me though? Um, I mean, yeah, Hannah Montana as well, but that's just kind of a given because of the show and the impact it had. Yeah. Well, that I feel um, like that was the whole like Hannah Montana High School Musical package was all mm-hmm. sort of there because that was like you had films mm-hmm. that came out after that 
on Disney that had that's yeah. when you had like your the birth of Camp Rock was out of that. Um oh. and then like the, first the Jonas one was Brothers okay. career. Second one though. Yeah, really took the ca- off. The Camp, Camp Rock, Rock soundtrack honestly does things for me. It's so good. Like there's some songs on Camp Rock that really spoke to me. Um there's some that really did not as well. <laughs> I'll never be able to get over the crime of them <laughs> trying to do Alison Stoner by saying like, oh, she's an incredible DJ. And then they showcase her like pressing a couple of keys on the keyboard and like making like a <laughs> oh, scratch Oh, that's sound. so funny. She's so good. <laughs> her like hovering her hands over a laptop, like <laughs> making a beats. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I really, I do love that though. Um, I can't think of like, any other like major music points though oh i'm sure we're missing plenty but then we're heading into our like teen years because yeah, we were. We had, like 2008 to 2010 i think is a whole different music period that we save for another day to talk about because that yes. was like the birth of i'd argue 2008 to 2012 was where the music of that era stays for me yeah, yeah i think that was like music was at its peak then and i think we're only just starting to figure out what it was that made that era peak to like bring it back a bit. <laughs> yeah, well that's like the Pussycat Dolls released a new single this year and yeah. that's like what we needed, honestly. I completely agree. I wish they would continue to do it. Just Pussycat Dolls with buttons in general. Anything about push the button, buttons, like if the song has the word button in it, I think I'm going to like just love it unconditionally. So I issue <laughs> all artists to maybe write a song about buttons. I'll be there. I'll take that on board. <laughs> My next single. Oh, Button. funny. <laughs> Button Buttons the musical by Erin. That just sounds like I've like written a whole like narrative for the um side character in the Cinderella Pantos. Like the side character in what? You know, like when you go to see like Cinderella like as a panto, like there's always like oh, the, yes, yes, yes. the side guy buttons. I'm like, it sounds like I've given him his own oh, backstory okay. there. Like, Buttons the Musical. <laughs> My full backstory it's like, and it's story. Like the wi- <laughs> it's the wicked of buttons. Yeah, I feel like this is a good place for us to just tie a little bow in that. There's plenty of things that we probably could go on to talk about. We've missed, we've missed kids' clothes, kids' Yeah, we missed a couple of things. But I mean, um, there's a lot more to discuss about childhood that we could do at another time. Um... 100%. Yeah, we'll, we'll, wrap, we'll wrap a little ribbon on it. Chuck a few buttons on it. Stay tuned for part two. <laughs> and I'll button yourselves up, um, kids. We'd like to thank you all so much for listening. Um, please yeah. try and find us on any of the social media platforms that we may exist on or may not exist on by this point. Um, <laughs> and, you know, we'd just like to remind you that it's not always dark at six o'clock. Good night. Good night. Good night. Au revoir. Ciao, Bonsoir. adios. <laughs>